Mothers have gotten a bad rap for everything from schizophrenia to breast cancer. What are the realities and misperceptions about mothers? Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt, your host, and with me today is Dr. Stephen Poulter. Dr. Poulter is a licensed clinical psychologist with a private practice in West Los Angeles. He's worked in various settings with thousands of families, parents, and children for over 30 years. His latest book, The Mother Factor, follows as a companion piece to another book of his, The Father Factor, How Your Father's Legacy Impacts Your Career. Welcome to ReachMD. Thank you, Dr. Lunt. It's great to be here. Dr. Poulter, in your book, The Mother Factor, you have a quiz about some of the more common misunderstandings, blind spots, and denials that people have about their mothers and the impact that they have on their daughters and sons. Can we have our listeners take the quiz? Absolutely. Okay. What's question number one? Question number one is fathers and mothers serve the same role in raising their children. True or false? Well, you know, I would think a lot of people would like to believe it's true, but know that it's not. You know, I think those of us that hope to believe in a more enlightened way think that mothers and fathers can almost be interchangeable, but I'm guessing that they're not. That's correct. It's false. Mothers serve as role models for how we relate to our world emotionally, mentally, and physically. And mothers are the female balance to the father's influence. And each parent, regardless of marital status, serves, Dr. Lund, as an invaluable but distinct role in their children's development. And it's important to understand that a mother's contribution to her children helps form their relationship style, their history, their future, and their emotional functioning. Mothers play a major role in how we deal with interpersonal relationships on all levels in our life. So they do serve different purposes, moms and dads. What do the fathers do? What's their role? Men are still defined by what they do outside the house. Women typically have been defined by what they do inside the house. And that's why the emotional component of mothers is still, I think, highly misunderstood. That's why so many mothers feel like whenever you talk about your mother, you're always blaming her because of the emotional component. But the fathers tend to really help children on their sense of industry and mastery, where mothers typically really give a lot of support to their emotional development, which means how kids feel about themselves. I know it sounds stereotypical, but it still holds true. Even in today's world where most mothers do work outside the home. And see, the problem is women get a, a raw deal because they're getting hit by both sides. You know, they're out in the world, and it, you know, it's like their job duties just tripled, not doubled. And as there's so many working families, the moms, a lot of them have the brunt of doing all the emotional caretaking along with working full-time. Great. Thanks, Steve. (laughs) No, it's it's reality, but still, the mother's emotional attunement to the children is absolutely invaluable. Okay, question number two. Okay, children can only learn their emotional intelligence, which is the ability to have empathy, understanding, and insight into others' actions from their adult experiences. Their mothers don't play an important role in this process, true or false. Well, now, given what you just told us, mm-hmm. I'm guessing that that is absolutely false. That is correct. It's interesting because probably the research has shown that 30 to 35% of adults believe that nature is more important than nurturing and shaping an individual's mind and emotional bond. And parents are considered secondary influences. But the nature versus nurture argument dismisses the invaluable roles that mothers have in building and developing her child's emotional intelligence, 
relationship potential, and communication styles. Mothers are, you know, they're part of every their adult child's psychological profile and our timeless influence regardless of the quality of that relationship. And mothers have a very special role in their children's life that is ongoing throughout the course of their life. So that clearly is false. Okay. Number three. This is interesting now because there's so many blended families. Biological mothers have no more influence on their sons and daughters than stepmothers or other non-biological mother figures. True or false? Oh, so here we again, nature versus nurture, the mm-hmm. effect of step-parenting. Yep. You know, I would think it depends how much time they spend with either their step-parent or their biological mother. That Stepmothers, if they're very involved in the patient's life, have great influence. Absolutely. That's All true. right. <laughs> Mothering is not limited to biology. And the term stepmother is a legal term. It's not a relationship term. And that given that approximately 67 to 70% of all families now, according to U.S. Census figures for 2007, that all families are some type of blended combination, meaning the children don't live with both biological parents full-time. Now, I would think here, too, other mother figures would come into play here, whether Absolutely. it's an older sister mm-hmm. or an aunt or something yep. like that. Absolutely. And that mothering is not just limited to biology. So the womb is sort of irrelevant here, necessarily. You know, it, it's relevant, but there are many women who adopt children. Well, you say, well, they're a stepmom because they're not biological, but their emotional bond of these children is invaluable to their life. Makes sense. Okay, question number four. Number four. Women and men can overcome a traumatic mother-child past and develop a positive mother factor model, true or false? Well, I sure hope that that's true or we'd be out of business in the therapy world. <laughs> yes, Dr. Lund, that is absolutely true. And not having a mother or having a strong relationship with your mom is not a sentence to repeat the same or past problems or continue the negative legacy. And it's never too late to make necessary changes in our life and our relationship styles or how we feel about ourselves. Okay, if you've just tuned in, you're listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Leslie Lunt, and with me today is Dr. Stephen Poulter. We are taking a quiz from his book, The Mother Factor, How Your Mother's Emotional Legacy Impacts Your Life. Okay, we're ready for the next one. Okay, this is a juicy one. Mothers affect their sons and daughters for their entire life. True or false? Oh, well, uh, you know, I, being a mom, I'd have to say true. <laughs> Absolutely true. Even after our mothers die, they still have an effect on our personal relationships and the life choices we make because the mother we carry inside of us never dies. So can you give us an example of how yeah. that might work in a patient? Well, for instance, the classic line, you know, in a fit of rage, a son or daughter may say, I'll never be like you. And they'll try to distance themselves as adults from their mother's behavior. Typically, people who undervalue their mom's impact on their lives uh, until their death or even then many times realize how much they are like their mother. And that because we underestimate her influence, typically because of the negative side, that underestimating it usually means we tend to incorporate more of it. I don't understand. The very thing we try not to become, we spend so much time not trying to be like our mothers in certain ways, like in terms of how we handle anger or do stuff in the long run, what happens is because we don't really understand, we just try to avoid it, have insight into it, 
we tend to really incorporate more of that behavior in our life. So it is a very big influence. Okay, next question. Okay, number six. This is interesting. It's almost impossible for men and women to learn anything of value from their mothers that they hate or don't respect in the past or present. It's almost impossible for men and women to learn anything from a mother that a horrible relationship with. True or false? Well, you know, just general test-taking skills. It's almost never almost impossible. So I would say false. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Lunt, you're currently batting 100%. Wow. All daughters and sons learn an enormous number of things from their mother. And it's quite possible to move emotionally beyond our anger, lack of respect, and disdain for our moms, given maybe the trauma that we experience with her. Essentially, every relationship has value in it. And these insights can help us to make necessary changes and to learn and to move forward and not be in a blaming mode with our mother. That's really the, the crux of the question. How might you use that in a therapy situation where, where you do have a patient who's had very negative interactions with their mother? How can we make good of it? Let's say this is a child who just, since we're all sons and daughters, that they don't live at home with their mother, is help them to learn how not to keep recycling the same cycle recycling the same emotional dead-end street they get on with her and to go beyond blaming and move toward insight. And sometimes that requires the son or daughter takes an emotional break from their mother and cool off so they, they can think more responsibly instead of reacting to their mother emotionally, as an example in therapy. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Okay, next question. Okay, so we don't run out of time. Number seven, it isn't necessary for girls and boys emotional development, to have a positive relationship with their mother. It isn't necessary for them to have a positive. I would say that's true. It isn't necessary. I mean, it's nice, but people still can develop emotionally without a positive maternal relationship. It's interesting. Uh-oh. Did I get <laughs> I one wrong? the answer you just gave, Dr. Lund. But the answer I wrote in the book... <laughs> oh, you're editing false. on the fly here, huh? Yeah, no, it's false because at times some young boys seem as if they do not need their mothers especially in the wake of a bitter divorce or sudden remarriage. Some girls may also appear to be so hyper-independent, close to their fathers, that they foster the illusion they don't need a relationship with their mother. In reality, every son and daughter seeks and needs a relationship with their mother on some level. And the natural craving for this emotional bond with our mothers has to be acknowledged and understood so that we can move forward in our adult development. So people who dismiss this natural emotional phenomenon between mothers and children may also be in denial about the need to build strong relationships with other family members, partners, friends, and life partners for later in life. Okay. We have time for one more. Okay. Great. Here's a great one. Once men and women reach a certain age or level of success, they don't need or want their mother's approval. True or false? Oh, absolutely false. I, okay. <laughs> when I decided to go into psychiatry, my mother was devastated because I wasn't going to be a real doctor. <laughs> and, you know, that didn't go over very well with me. Yeah, I don't blame you. False. You're absolutely right, Dr. Lund. Regardless of our age, we all desire our mother's approval, regardless of age. Approval is a part of our psychological wiring and natural occurring bond between a mother and child. Part of that, the bonding process is approval. Having that approval really built a strong bond. And what about the patients that never seem to get their mother's approval? How does that affect them? I think it does affect them very strongly. And I think part of their growth and development is to realize sometimes it's never going to come. And to stop asking for it and really go to the next level and give it to yourself. 
takes a lot of work, but it's very possible to do that. Makes sense. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I hope I passed. <laughs> Dr. Lent, you 100%. Thank you. <laughs> We've been talking with Dr. Stephen Poulter about how mothers affect our patients and our lives. I'm Dr. Leslie Lunt. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. To listen to our on-demand library, visit us at reachmd.com. And if you register with the promo code RADIO, you'll receive six months of free streaming for your home or your office. If you have comments or questions or suggestions, give us a call at 888-MD-XM-157. Even your mothers are invited to call. Thank you for listening.